Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. I want to welcome you guys to episode 101 uh, and also welcome you to 2023. Um, 2022 was one for the books for me. Uh, so much pain, confusion, uh, death, depression, uh, depressive spurts um, were like at an all-time high for me. Like, and I'll just, I didn't understand because I feel like the thing that tipped me over um, to this point, I feel like it should be, the intensity should be reducing by now. And it's not, and it's very, very um, confusing because it low key has been increasing, right? And so everything just seems uber difficult to get through, to process, um, to understand, but y'all know that I'm very, very resilient. So, you know, I put my big boy pants on and just fought through the year. You feel me? Um, like I have so much stuff that I'm grateful for. I have so many things that, you know, people will kind of take as complaints and not understanding the, uh, the degree of which I've been grinding things out and trying to make sure that everything, you know, around me and in my life is um, at a level of peace and a level of calm and stability, you know, for me and whoever that I deal with. Um, so it's just been crazy. It's been crazy at work, like the ups and the downs, the offering of the new position, just, it's, it's difficult. It's been difficult, you know, feeling like, like all year I felt like, you know what, this is like, this is it for me. Um, or relationships, this is it for me for this job. Really just uh, focusing and pinpointing on chapter 40 for me, right? I've already, you know, I'd already had goals for this time in my life. And um, I met a lot of them, you know, um, that's what keeps me going. Like I know, like, I have my down moments and I know I have my depressive moments and stuff like that. But like in actuality, a lot of stuff got accomplished this year. A lot of uh, a mental stuff that I was able to break down, a lot of uh, emotional things I was able to get through. Still dealing with a lot, but I'm a little bit better, right? I'm, in, I'm a little bit better in how I deal with the things. Like at the beginning of the year, it kind of felt like I was in quicksand like every single day. Excuse me. It felt like I was in quicksand like every day. And so um, I couldn't get my bearings to understand what was really going on like in my mind, what I was really having to attempt to process, um, the level of which I was having to get through things um, and the timing, right? Like, cause I don't have time to uh, really be depressed and I know I, I know that that's a difficult thing um but but I, I got kids and so I don't have the opportunity to really be 
um, depressed when it hits. Like I got to be active. I got to make sure that I'm up. I got to make sure that I'm present and, and all these things. And I'm not complaining because these kids didn't ask to be here. Right. But I'm just, I'm just being honest. Uh, so much of the human element is lost in diagnosis that people forget we're human beings. Right. Even the people, your, your quote unquote loved ones, they, they forget we're human beings. So you're, you're expected to just get over things. You're expected to just get through things and be able to function properly. And everybody doesn't handle, everybody doesn't handle everything the same. And we have these societal standards where we're supposed to just be a certain way as a man, be a certain way as a woman, um, emotion wise. And it's like, at some point, the world has to just stand still. And like, for me, I don't really even care about the world like that. Um, like, but the people around me, like there has to be a certain level of understanding. Like, I'm gonna have my moments where I'm down and you gonna have to understand that, that it just is what it is. Um, and I'm gonna let you know so that you can have the choice to deal with me or not. I'm very much like when I shut down, I'm just a silence person. Like, it's not like I'm this aggressive, mean, rah, rah, rah type of person. Like, I'm just silent. Just, uh, I, don't, I don't have any words because the words that I have are dark. The emotions that I have are dark. Um, and people don't really want to say that out loud. Because, like, for me, like, um, I tell you all the time about my insecurities, right? My, like, I have an insecurity of, like, dating for real. Um, because I have all these kids, right? And it's like, I don't want nobody to feel like I need help per se with the kids. Like, I don't want that to be uh, the predication of the relationship. Like, oh, I'm looking for you because I got all these kids and I can't handle it. I've been doing this shit dolo for a while, right? Um, for a long while. And it's, it, it's not that I, I, I need the relationship, right? But in my mind, it's like, if I try to shoot my shot and it's like oh i got these kids like oh immediately you know it's a turn off to people a lot of people so i have that in my head just from that's just been the ongoing thing since i can remember uh in media in uh neighborhood gossip and stuff it's like oh ain't nobody gonna want you when you got a bunch of kids and da 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 and so i have that insecurity right and then you know being diagnosed with clinical depression. I'm very open about that up front, right? Because I don't want to get with nobody and um, not let them know. And then three months in, four months in, five months in, um, a depressive spurt hits. And then now it's confusion. Now it's like, why are you acting different? Like, uh, uh, what am I going to say? Why are you being weird to me? So I'm up front about it. Again, these are two things that are my insecurities, but I stand on them because I want, if I'm approaching you, I want you to know what you're about to deal with. Again, I'm not an aggressive, like chaotic person, even in those moments. I just shut down like talking. I just shut down like maybe my actions. Um, like I'm not moving around as much, right? But people see the kids and people hear depression and it's, Oh, no, I'm not dealing with that. Like, it's no understanding. So being able to find the right person that's that's able to understand that, yeah, I'm diagnosed with depression, but to, like, to see behind that, right? I never get behind the, damn, you got hella kids. 
right? Because the first thought is, damn, you have hella baby mama drama, right? When you tell someone, oh, you know, diagnosed clinical depression, first thought, oh, man's is crazy. He's violent. He's chaotic. We don't get past. We we I don't I I never get to get past. Yeah, I have I have hella kids, but my kids live with me. I've been doing this by myself. I don't have baby mother drama. Yes, I'm diagnosed with clinical depression, but I'm in therapy. I do this podcast. Excuse me. I'm in meditation. I'm actually like, like everything, like behind the scenes, be, like everything behind that is me working on that. But because of the title, the book never gets open. And so I have those insecurities. So I just sit still. I just sit still. I know like the world is like, oh, the man is supposed to go out and hunt and da, 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 da. And if you don't go hunt, you're not a man and stuff like that. But I've been hunting my whole life. And it's just like, yo, I'm ready to be still. I'm ready to to do forever, for real. But it's difficult because I'm like, damn, I got these kids. Who is going to look past these kids and see me as a human being and then understand or ask, like, yo, so how does that work? Because if I'm serious with you or I'm getting serious with you, you have the right to ask me. Like, how does your how does your kid's mother deal with you? How do you how does she deal with the kids? Does she deal with the kids? Does she deal with you? Like, you have the right to ask. But nobody ever does. It's just like, oh, you got hella kids. Are oh, you handsome? But you got hella kids. I used to hate that, but I understand. Like, I'll never forget. Like, it was this fine ass woman in uh, the grocery store. And we chopping it up, yada, yada, whatever. And this was long. This was long ago. Like, maybe four years, five years at this point. And I remember her like, damn, you fine. And then my kids was talking to me. <laughs> my kids was talking to me. <laughs> She's like, damn, you got hella kids. And just dipped. <laughs> and it's funny now. But in a moment, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, I wasn't mad or anything like that. But I understand how that looks, right? Like, you got hella kids, bro. So nobody asked to 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 look past that. So for me, it's like I can't hunt, cause you cause cause I'm hunting and you you seeing the wrong you seeing the wrong thing, right? You think I'm coming to bring burden to you, and I'm I'm here to help, right? Like I ain't I, these kids don't want for nothing. Like I I do that, right? And then just like you know as well you know with the depression, it's like nobody gets past that word. To say, okay, what do you do to help yourself through that? Um, are you dependent on someone to help you through that? Or do you have a hold of it? And so for me, I have a hold of it to the to the extent where I know I need to make sure I get out and get some sun. I know I need to make sure I'm exercising. I know I need to make sure I'm keeping my mind occupied uh with my, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the poetry, whatever, right? These are things that I'm aware of. Because I know those things, I have disconnected myself from that realm in general. Like, I, like, like y'all know, I'll be, oh, I'm going to hold this, I'm going to hold that, and like, because what I'm going to do. So I've disconnected my mind from the aspect of 
real relationships because of those insecurities. Those are things that I'm working on because I do have a lot going for myself. I am more than a parent. I am more than a diagnosis. Um, and this year, I, like even through pain, even through confusion, even through chaos, I've gained a, a level of self-confidence in me, right? I go hard to make sure I'm okay. Now, my okay and the world's okay might be completely different, but I go hard to make sure that I am okay. I go out of my way to make sure that um, I'm very clear when I feel the fog hit. Like the moment that I feel different, I let my kids know. A, I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't think I've ever felt this before. Something's off. I need to, I need a second. Even when they're doing stuff that requires discipline, they could be dead ass wrong. I stop myself because I'm like, is my response, um, is my response gonna be delivered with the same energy as the issue? Or is my response gonna be because I'm going through something in my head. And so now you like, you gonna get all of that emotion. So I'm very aware of that. So before I respond to anything, I have that split second of how I want to respond or how I need to respond. Like, you know, I, I tell you guys, my responses are a lot of times predicated on if I care about speaking to you again or not. And when I say care, I don't want to make it seem like I'm this tough guy. You guys know I'm very, very emotional. I cry on here often. I express myself often, so I'm not trying to be tough, but I've, I've put myself in a position to where I genuinely don't care about a lot of shit, like genuinely, not from arrogance, not from hating, just, it's just certain things that I know affect my mind in a way, and I just don't tolerate it. Right. I'm not uh, I'm not with no type of drama. I'm too old for that. Like I've never been with drama. Um, but now I'm for real, for real. I'm, I'm, I'm not with that. And that shows. That shows in my in my life. Right. I've been had like this year has taught me so much. Excuse me. This year has taught me so much about myself and who I need to be for me and how I need to be that for me and the boundaries that I need to to stand on, right? I tell y'all, I want to be who I say I am. I think for like the first time in a very long time, I'm really starting to feel like that. And it's funny because I'm learning that when boundaries are set, that ship gets a little bit lighter, right? You, when, 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 when people can't do those same things to you anymore, the ship gets a little bit lighter. When they can't be in your pockets how they want to be in your pockets, when they can't be in your business how they want to be in your business, when um, they can't uh, uh, abuse you how they want to abuse you. Like a lot of times, like, like pay attention to how what people's behaviors are when you tell them to stay away from you. Because people who love you, they gonna stay away from you, and they gonna they not gonna try to create no 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 drama or nothing. They gonna understand you as a human being. That's why I always talk about understanding, right? It's imperative that we have a high level of understanding so that 
if I'm having a dep uh, a depressive week and I don't want to talk or I seem down or I seem distant, a person who loves you for real, they're not going to feel like, oh, you mad at me. What did I do? And they're not, they're going, you know, because they'll try to fight through. And it's like, no, this, what? This don't have nothing to do with you. person that loves you is going to understand and be like, oh, okay, bet. This ain't, this ain't a me thing. Like, you, you're having a moment, and, and I'm going to allow you to have that moment. For me, I allow people to have those moments. Anybody. It's very, it's a handful of people that I deal with on a personal level um, that I trust and that, that I believe care about me for real, for real. So I have a high level of understanding of how I deal with them. Sometimes it's not returned. And again, it's, I understand everybody don't think the same way. So you have to start teaching people how to deal with you if you love them. And if they love you, they're going to learn. This goes for uh, um, romance, family, kids, whatever, right? So this is, that, that's the reason why for me, I'm very vulnerable and very open up front. I want you to know what you're dealing with. I know I want you to know that there is a way you have to deal with me. As simple as that. And if you can't, because I'm not asking for a lot, it's just certain things that either you're going to be able to deal with me in that way or, or I love you, but no. And we got to be okay with that. We have to start understanding it is okay for us to feel how we feel and stand on that. I'm like, as long as I'm not in anger, as long as I'm not in hatred or any type of darkness when I make a decision to deal or not to deal with someone, right? As long as I am, um, I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. As long as I'm delivering it in a way that is peaceful, I could care less how, how anybody takes it. And I'm just like, and I'm again, I'm not tough. I'm just being honest. I can care less how you take my boundaries because that's the best way to see who really is on your side. Once you set boundaries, the people that love you are going to sit at that wall until you allow them in. The abusers, the people that want to take advantage of you, they're going to try to beat that wall down instead of waiting for the door to be open. And it's like, why are you trying to break in here? Why are you trying to break through my boundary like to, to abuse me? Like what, like, like, what value do you get of having a toxic relationship with me? And so I look at that, right? Again, my boundaries are very, very simple. Don't disrespect my kids. Don't disrespect me. Don't try to tell my kids nothing outside of what, I, what I'm telling them. If you got something to, you know, if you trying to help, you know, teach my kids or yada, yada, whatever, let me know. But don't let it be no bullshit that I don't, I don't deal with my, with my family. Like, um, like my, one, of my, one of my brothers has a, has a kid, right? And he... For since we've been little, actually, because you know we we've always had um, kids in our home. You know, my mom has always taken kids in, our god siblings, yada yada, whatever. And my brother, he's just never been the disciplinary like as far as like whooping kids, right? 
And so um, he's never been that since we've been young. Me, on the other hand, because I got whooped, because, you know, um, my mind is just a little bit different um, than theirs. Like, I was like, oh, okay, that's the right thing to do. So I remember having a conversation with him, like, maybe a few months after I had a, after I had decided not to um, to whoop them anymore or whatever. And we were just talking. He's like, yeah, bro, I feel you on that. Um, it's, it's good that you was able to come to that conclusion because, you know, if we, you know, if they can converse with us, there's no point of really really doing that right fast forward to 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 him having kids right and i just I, I look at him and how he handles his kid and i wish that i had that as far as discipline i wish that i had that up front um because i look at it and we'll be talking about certain things about the kids and he'll just say something to my nephew and my nephew already know what type of time it is but it's not a threat it's not a, I'm a whoop you. It's not any of that. It's just conversation, right? And in, in, in having that and being able to have those conversations with my brother and, and see how he, how he deals, like, I appreciate that, right? And so I remember um, something that happened, and he had asked the kids, like, you know, if Cannonball, if Cannonball did this or if Cannonball did that, um, would like what y'all would do or y'all like or something it was something to that effect and i think one of the kids said they would pop him and he was like what <laughs> like he was like are you sure and so i was like yeah so one of my other kids was like nah uncle duck that nah and my brother was like do you know what your dad will do to you i know that because he doesn't discipline his kid that way which means his boundary is don't put your hand on my kid whether you my brother whether you my mother whoever you are don't put your hand on my kid right knowing that he set the tone for how his kid is to to be disciplined so my nephew is not a bad kid at all if he gets out of if he gets a, a smidget out of line my brother just has to look at him in a certain way so when my when King said, nah, Uncle Doug, like I don't nah, he tripping. I I I like my dad'll go crazy if we put our hands on, on him. And so um, my brother started laughing because he like, you know, yeah, don't, don't, don't play with my nephew. Like y'all know I love it, I love all of my kids, but on certain instances, like they not my kids in that moment, and that would be one of those moments if they responded to my nephew in that way because that's not he, that's not his style. That's a boundary that has been set from jump. So, yeah, I'm going to protect that boundary. It don't matter if I used to whoop my kids or not, right? It don't matter if I'll catch the fade with my kids or not. My brother is not raising his son like that. It don't make me less of a parent because I'm willing cuz cuz I have teenagers, right? And and sometimes you got to rock they shit if you need to. Um, so I'm just saying that as an example of boundaries that that is set in general. I don't tell my brother, I don't just tell him anything about his kids. He don't tell me just anything about my kids. But because he is who he is to me, he has free range. He called my kids himself. He don't got to tell me nothing. If I tell him, yo, they wildin', and he called them himself, whatever he said to them is what he said to them. 
because that's my big brother and he helped raise me. So I know he's not going to go against anything that I, that I believe in as well. A lot of people don't, don't have that. And it takes vulnerability. It takes, um, it takes strength to be able to set those boundaries of any type and stand on them. You know, it's difficult, you know, right now, like me and my mother haven't spoken in like forever because boundaries are not respected, right? And there's no willingness to understand said boundaries. So for me, it's like, all right, I got to chill. Like I got to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for my, for my kids and not wasting time on frivolous arguments and, um, and unnecessary conversations per se. Like, I wish you, I wish it was different. I wish it was different. I wish my mind was, was in a, in a, in, in a different, different space. I wish that things didn't happen while I was, uh, while my mind was shifting into depression, but it did. And so now I'm, um, I'm in this mode of, all right, I got to, like, I got to protect myself from everything. Like, so if you, if I, if I let you in, if I'm expressing the vulnerability, if I'm um, telling you, pouring out my heart, I'm, um, I'm telling you, hey, this is, this is what's going on in my head. This is what's going on in my mind. My body is shifting. My mind is shifting. Depression is, is this and that, da, 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 da. Like, if I open up, I expect for it to be received properly and, and, and handled properly. And a lot of times it isn't. And I had to learn like, oh, okay, everybody, no matter what they say, like they don't have your best interest at heart. It's how, do, how does this benefit me in a lot of people's mind? Um, there was a point to where that was in my mind as well, because we're human, right? It, that's just how the human mind works. Like what can I get from, what can I get from this relationship? What can I get from this friendship? Because um, everything, we're wired for everything to be basically a business decision. If you don't have that strength to set those boundaries, though, like, it's always going to be that. It's never going to be intimate. It's never going to be real. It's never, you're never going to have that um, connection needed to really fulfill purpose, right? But again, I go back to what I'm always saying, and I have to tell myself this. You got to do it for you first. You have to make sure you are good first. You have to make sure you know how to handle whatever your ailments is or whatever. Like, you got to make sure you know how, to know how to handle it first so you can tell somebody how to handle it. I spend so much time observing my kids from a distance, right? So when people say certain things about them, I know what type of time to be on because I've observed them and I know their mannerism. I know what they will and will not do, right? Same thing with me. I know what I will and will I knew. When I was younger, it was just, it was like, if for lack of other words or analogies, when I was younger, it was like the wild, wild west for me mentally, meaning there was no structure to how I responded to pain. There was no structure to how I responded to, um, to anything there was it was no structure whatsoever of how I wanted to to be who I wanted to be I just was on some like I'm here to take over the world type shit and that's just what it's gonna be and that's how I lived my life 
that's how I lived my life. And I just, I didn't understand that I didn't have to be that. I could be okay with being hurt, saying I'm hurt and forgiving whoever it is. I didn't have to respond, right? But I'm living an ego of, you gonna let somebody do you like that? You gonna let somebody punk you? Living an ego, even in relationships. That's why I told you, hey, do not try to get your lick back. You don't know what that's going to do. If you are a person who are, is cool with being toxic, if you are a person who cool with having that dynamic of like breakup to makeup type shit, if that's your dynamic, cool. D live your life. For me, I learned that wasn't for me. And then I chose to do, I, I chose to quote unquote, get my lick back to somebody that I really needed in my life. And that shit backfired. It didn't create the conversation that I needed it to create, but it is what it is. Life happens how it, how it happens. You know, do I regret do I regret responding how I responded? 100 million percent. Not because not only because it hurt the person, but because it went outside of who I said that I was. And I think about that often because I know we're taught to be so fucking tough all the time and not, you know, kind of admit in 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 um and out loud say, yeah, I was wrong. It don't matter what that person did to you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you said that you was this way, you're supposed to stay that way because you said you was that way, right? I could have simply walked away. I could have simply walked away. And I'm thinking about this in all situations that I've been in, that I responded in a way that was outside of who I said that I was. I could have walked away. So I'm not concerned about what, what that person said or did. I'm more so concerned why you didn't walk away. This year, 2022, I really, like, I'm telling you, I've been digging deep, digging deep on fixing me the things that I know that, um, that are wrong. I've been on this journey now six years, seven years of just really focused on uh, being who I say that I am and responding to things that need, uh, need responding to in a healthy way and not responding to the things that I, that I don't. I tell you all the time, I'll block anybody. I don't care. If it doesn't, if, if it's outside of what I'm on, I'm not blocking you because I'm mad at you because I hate you. We're not on the same same time. I'm trying to progress and move forward. I'm 40. I don't the same things that that were interesting to me at 30, the same things that were interesting to me at 20, they're no longer interested. They're no longer interesting. I have real things going on in my head. I have real fights going on in my head that I have to get through, that I have to process by myself. I don't have a sounding board for real. Like I don't have, I, like I can't turn over to a partner and really have that that real deep conversation and get understanding. I say all the time, I'm looking for unison, not comparison. And the one person that I had unison with, I went tit for tat. I didn't, the math wasn't, I didn't math the math correctly. And I went tit for tat. The one person that was in unison with me, the one person that, you know, had harmony with me. This year I'm learning. Just stand on it. I know it hurt. I know your ego hurt when, when, when things come against you. I know it does. I know the paranoia gets the best of you. I know the fear gets the best of you. I know it does. But be who you said you were. Don't allow outside influences, no matter how bad it looks to other people. 
Don't allow that to change you if you're sure on what you're doing and how you're moving. Right? We get lost in everybody else's opinion. Sometimes sometimes you'll be talking to somebody who's super close to you and they still don't have full understanding. So it's just like, all right, I can't fuck with you on this particular thing. Because you're not understanding. You're trying to put yourself in this in, in the position um, and it's not working. That's why I appreciate, you know, uh, my guy DW. I appreciate my brother, uh, Duck. Like, once they start understanding for real, for real, what my mind is going through, their wording changed a little bit. Not walking on eggshells, but they word things a little bit different. And so sometimes it works. Sometimes, you know, it it, it don't. Sometimes, you know, we'll be in conversation. They'll they'll say something that not realizing that it's a trigger for me. I don't say nothing to them because they grown men and they they have their opinions and things on life. But I just like, oh, okay, cool. I just back off the subject. Because I'm I, I'm not forcing nobody to to walk on eggshells, right? They don't know my triggers. Like they don't know every one of my triggers. And I'm not gonna be like, oh, we have to talk about oh just this thing because it's going to trigger me, right? It's about having understanding. It's about uh, it, understanding if you open up, you, 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 you got to take what, what comes back. Um, with having my mind so chaotic for so long and like really 2022 being my year, like I just was like, I'm telling y'all, like I've been pulling and pulling and pulling out traumas and triggers and and trying to decimate them, um, and I've done a I've done well for the most part, um, and a lot of them I was able to reconcile mentally. Uh, hopefully they stay away, they stay out of my mind. But in the event that they they do come back or it, it is things that trigger me to think about those things, I'm able I'm better prepared to handle it now. Um, I had a moment this, this, this last quarter as I'm, you know, this is the most difficult quarter of the year for me and it will be for whoever knows how long, but I had a moment this quarter of just feeling like those things that happened to me as a child, those traumas and triggers that happened to me as a child, what am I still scared of? I'm an adult now. I could fight. I could protect. I don't even see half of like the 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 people who I feel were traumatic and situations that I feel were traumatic. I don't even see them people no more. I haven't seen them people since I, I I was a kid. So what am I still holding on to that for? Why can't I break that down? Yes, it happened. It did. It hurt. It affected me. It 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 changed the trajectory. Uh, probably of a lot of things, but it made me who I am today. It sucks that I have to say it that way, but without those bad things, I'm not shifted into who I am today. So this year, it took me, it took me, whew, it took a lot, took a lot of tears, took a lot of snot, took a lot of meditation, took a lot of headaches, took a lot of um, sleepless nights, took a lot of uh, bad appetite nights like me not eating you know my stomach messed up my 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 head hurting all that just trying to uh decimate those traumas and i did that i did that 
in isolation, I have no choice. Like you don't know what you don't know what you really about until you have nothing to fall on. I say often, the the best and worst thing for me in my life was learning that I could take care of my kids dolo. We have that fear of I can't do this by myself. So you stay in bad relationships. I can't do this by myself. You get in unhealthy relationships that you feel, oh, well, I need the help. So I'm just going to deal with this because they help it. They might provide this or provide that. Um, so I'm going to stay in this situation or I'm going to get in this situation to, to get this help for this. And it's like, nah, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to figure it out. I tell you all the time, we got to find our new normal. That's not just with death. That's not just with... Um, that's not just with, with pain, that's with life, good or bad. Like if I win a million, if I win a million dollars, two million dollars, like if I hit the numbers, I still have to allow myself to find my new normal, right? And so knowing that, I apply it to everything. I apply the idea of allowing myself in the bad moments to spiral, to cry, to break shit, to scream, to to cuss and yell and stuff. I allow myself to do that, you know, because you, you got to go through the moment of, oh, I can't believe you did this. You got to go through the moments like, man, I can't believe that happened. You got to go through the moments of, dang, I can't believe I responded like that. I can't believe I did that. Who, like, who was that? You got to go through those moments and then you get to that point where it's like, all right, this is where I'm at. This is it. That thing is gone. So now I have to I have to do what I'm supposed to do. I have to get through it the best way that, the best way that I can. And so I remember I remember like yesterday the moment I realized like oh shit, you you been doing this shit by yourself. And every moment you get that oh man, this is the worst time of my life. This is the hardest thing I have to go through. Like you get to those moments and then it's like I woke up today and I'm still here. Think about that. You still here. Like, my mind be so fragile sometimes, the, cha uh, the change of weather could trigger something. And I'll be knowing what to do for real. Because again, <laughs> I'm still confused how I even got here. I'm still confused how my mind, you know, is one moment I'm cool, one moment, you know, I'm laughing, watching TV. Next thing you know, you know, and this is movies that I've seen 20, 30, 40, 50 times. Oh, I know I'm like the back of my hand. I know the parts that are coming. I know the words that are coming. And I still cry. Like, huh, where did that come from? I watched this movie 49 times. On the 50th time, this is the thing that makes me cry. What is this about? But I got to deal with it. I got to stay open. I got to stay understanding to myself. I think that's where we lose a lot. We don't, we don't be wanting to understand ourselves because we don't be wanting to feel weak. We want to act strong all the time. We want everybody to see us strong. All, no, I don't give a fuck if you see me strong. I really don't. <laughs> because when these doors close, it's just me. It's just me. I only care about what my, like right now, because I'm, it's just me and my kids, I only care about what they see. I only care about the stories that they're going to be able to tell. I only care about how they respond to me, for real. 
But I'm my first line of defense, even against them. So even even before I care about, even before I care about, um, even before I care about their responses or how they see me or whatever, even before that, I care about how I see me. I care about if I love me. I care about if I feel like I'm handsome. I feel like if I, I, I care about if I feel like I'm healthy, right? Because I gotta, I have to put up that, I have to put put it in my heart. I have to do that for myself, right? And so knowing all of that, knowing my mind is fragile, knowing that, you know, I have to set certain boundaries, um, knowing that, you know, things happen how they happen. I have to be willing to still be me. I have to be willing to still be comfortable in the things that I'm saying. I have to still be willing to to be open to responses to the people that um, I deal with. And it's difficult. It's extremely difficult when you are in a fragile state of mind to trust um, it's extremely difficult for one to even love for real. Like, so like, that's what be, we chirp me out. It's like when I, when I come across people who are, um, experiencing the same level of depression as me, right. It trips me out how, how they're able to, um, to just love, right. It trips me out how I still am able to just love, even with the level of pain that I've experienced. I'm still able to to genuinely and unconditionally love what I love and who I love. And outside influences, it, it, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't concern me that anybody looks at me a certain way, right? Because I only care about what I care about. And with my mind being so open and so many emotions um, going through them while in isolation, right? Because like I said, I got to know that I love me. I got to know that I can handle this me. I got to know that for myself, not, you know, with the help of my kids, not me, you know, reaching out to people for help. But I need to know that I can handle being the person that I say that I am by myself. So if anybody comes along, that's an addition, right? That's an addition. All I ask is that as you are being added, don't take what you're not willing to give. Right. And what I mean by that, like, a, like, you know, uh, the, the what do you bring to the table thing? Right. Just don't take what you're not willing to, to, to give back. If you're not willing to replace what like that space, not the exact thing, but if you're not. Willing to. Replenish the void, don't take. Because I'll never take from you, friend my kids' relationship, I'll never take from you and not give you nothing back. I'm a giver by, by nature. It's rarely that I accept help. It's rare, it, it rarely, it's rare that I accept help. It's rare that I take anything from anybody. Hell, I'm just now learning how to, when people say what you want for your birthday, literally maybe this year or, or last year was the first two years that I was just like, I knew what I wanted. Because I don't be caring about my birthday for real. It's never a big deal. And I'm not saying that, you know, it should be a big deal for other people. But it should be a big deal for me. Right? I should be able to say, all right, I want this for my birthday. I want to do that for my birthday and actually do it. 
instead of feeling like, well, if I do this, then, you know, what am I going to do about that? Or somebody's going to be like, why are you spending money on this? Or the kids are going to need that, right? Again, 2022, I'm reconciling all of that. Like, yes, my mind is still fragile. Yes, my heart is still fragile, but I'm me. And I have to love me and I have to make sure that I'm okay, which I'm I'm doing. Right? If y'all knew what I what I be going through on this side for real, for real, like if I detailed everything that I really be going through, y'all would be like, how are you still sane? How are you still fighting this hard to be okay? Because it's me. I love life. I love love. I love my kids. And so knowing that, I stay open to what I stay open to, right? In isolation, I'm learning how to love me because I'm going to be able to tell you, hey, this is not how I see love for me. This is not how I see relationships for me. And you're going to be able to make the adjustments or you're going to be able to say, I don't want this relationship anymore or I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I had to learn it in isolation. I'm learning how to be a parent over again because now they're teenagers and they think they know everything. And so they go from challenging me as a man to being my kids again. It's a very thin line that you have to be on to deal with that. Because when they challenge me as a man, it's like, do I really rock their shit for real? Or do I stay in parent mode and let them just do what they're going to do, right? I'm learning all of that. I'm relearning all of that. But it's imperative that we don't um, stay in isolation for too long. I told you it's a proper, it's a proper way to isolate. Only you are going to know your recipe for isolation, right? For me, I'm cold turkey, always been that, like, complete isolation, get the fuck away from me, I'll figure it out. Like, completely detached, physically, emotionally, spiritually, just detached from whatever whatever it is. That's how I isolate. But I, I do that because I don't want to hear opinions. I don't want to hear advice. I don't want to hear... But you got to think about it like this. or you I don't want to hear that shit because I spent so much of my life. I'm the youngest. I'm the, uh, I'm the youngest of my mother's kids. And so I moved with, with the youngest energy or I moved with the youngest energy for so long. Like hiding in plain sight. Not trying to be uh, unnoticed. Because for what? Like, that's just the vibe that I had. And so now in isolation as an adult, I'm safe there. I'm safe there. I don't have to deal with, with the nonsense of, of other people. I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about protecting from outside influences. I spent most of 2022 just really protecting myself. Like, for real, for real. Like, I, like... I really am proud of myself for 2022 for the part of protecting me, right? 
and standing on my protection and standing on my isolation and being able to disconnect. I said, I genuinely just don't be caring about a lot of shit, right? Like, I, I tapped out mentally, spiritually from work. Like, regardless, new position, old position, like, it's just, fuck that shit. Because why am I why am I why am I allowing this to stress me out for real? As long as I'm not doing nothing that's gonna get me in trouble at work, you about to get the work that you paid me for. Like that's just how it is. Like you get beat down so much, you just come to the conclusion, like, I right, if I gotta be here, you you about to get what you what you paid for. With the kids, same way. In relationships, same way. Like, I am I am completely reflective now. However you treat me is how I'm going to treat you. I'm not going over and beyond and treat you away if you're not going over and beyond and treat me away. It's equal. It, it, like, simple as that. It's equal. This last quarter... Um, for me... It was uncomfortable. Um, it was uncomfortable. The tears, the dark days, the pain. Um, I'm appreciative of those who are aware of what I'm going through and allow me to be. Even in isolation, like even when you allow people in, right? So those people that I spoke about that will sit at the gate and um and outside of your boundaries and wait till you um, invite them in. Those people, like, it's still difficult. So I'm appreciative of those who let me be. I'm appreciative of those who make sure that I'm okay. I'm appreciative of the moments that I have to be like, hey, this is this is what it is. And they like, okay, cool. Right? I disappeared from the from my group chat and my guy DW texts me, hey, I now <laughs> I get it. I was I was in shambles. Right, I was in shambles. I'm telling them like, "Yo, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a buzzkill," so I'm a, I'm a chill. My guy was like, "What? Nah, we know what you're going through. Come grieve with us. Come grieve with us. Don't don't do that by yourself." And he simply was like, "Hey, you're not alone no more." And that fucked me up because. Overall, I know I'm not alone. In this situation with Kennedy, I feel alone. It's so many things that go on in my mind on a on um, on a scientific level, on a spiritual level, because I don't know if I've ever said this. So, in the autopsy, everything was okay. At least that's what they checked. They checked that everything like. All right, they reviewed everything. Her organs was fine, brain was fine, um, blood level, blah, 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 whatever. Everything was fine. 
But then turn around, I was like, but I, I don't know why she died. So I have a lot of questions. I go through things. I, I, I go through things mentally. But I don't have nobody to talk to about that because it's like, oh, that's victim mentality. This happens to everybody. Um, or, you know, they're still born. They're still birthed in, in, in millions. All right, cool. I get that. But I'm different, though. Like, yeah, every, every yeah, it happens, but the situation different, though. Having people that are inside of your island that allow you to feel that and don't judge you like it's imperative to have them. It's imperative to be able to have, like, like yo, I'm in love. I'm not in love. I need a relationship. I don't need a relationship in, in your circle. It's imperative that you have those people that just let you be. And I'm appreciative of each and every one of them that allow me to be hurt, um, to be sad, to miss being in relationships, to um, have having issues with the kids and arguing and fighting and still be like, all right, cool. I get that. But boom, 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 boom. They know how to speak to me. Because we 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 are real friends, we are real siblings, like. That's how it that that's how it should be. There should my brother told me one day, and I'll never forget this, and I live by this. He's like, you are an adult. Can't nobody whoop you for real. It should not be hard for you to deal with another adult. And I was like, man, that's crazy because my mind said, I gotta be cool with you because your mom, your grandma, your uncle, your sibling. And if I don't deal with you, I'm wrong. But then it, when he told me that, I'm like, yo, you are absolutely right. Like, not even on no tough shit. You are absolutely right. I, it shouldn't be hard for me to deal with anybody as an adult because I have a choice to or not to deal with that person. And I have to be strong enough to stand on that. A lot of times, um, like, and I'm just being honest, right? I'm big on forgiving. I'm big on unconditional love. And that has forced me to be bullied in a lot of situations because somebody will do something or say something, cross a boundary or whatever. I'll respond. And it's like, why are you acting like that? That's outrageous that you're that extreme. Da, 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 da. It's never, I shouldn't have said that to you. Right? It's never, you're justified in how, in how you feel. It's more so a blame thing. And so I realized that, like, oh, okay, cool. You don't have accountability. Like, you don't believe in accountability. You just want to tell me what I did, and you don't understand. Once I started really sitting my ass down and just being like, all right, I, I, no. I don't even want to put myself in a position to respond in a way that's going to ruin whoever or whatever. So I set my boundaries and those people that I allow in my boundaries, those people that allow me to feel how I feel and offer correction and offer advice to people that I trust, I that, like that's what it is. I had to build my team because I start realizing once my mind starts shifting that I needed it. I'm disconnecting too easily. I don't care too easily. 
there was a time that like and I, I I'm, I'm not gonna hold you there was a time that I cared about everything and everybody in every situation like I'm five six seven people like oh man I'm like I'm I'm doing bad financially or I can't do this I can't do that and I'm I'm going straight to overtime. I'm going straight to selling stuff. I'm going straight to pawning stuff because y'all my people and I'm I'm about to get you that bread. I'm about to do that because that's just who I am. Nobody asked me to do that. There was a, like I'm telling you, there was a time that I just cared about everything and I didn't feel it being reciprocated. And, I, and, and I'm telling you, up until depression really clicked, I never felt none of this shit. And it's been there the whole time. And I feel like that's why I say I'm grateful that, you know, Kennedy left me more than just time. She left me understanding like, hey, pay attention to what's going on. This this extra stress you got going on, this mental stuff you're going through that you got. It's because you keep wanting to be. I want to save everybody. And how are you going to save everybody when you don't even know how to save yourself? And so I isolate. And I disconnect. I try to understand me without the other voices. I try to um, listen to those things. Like, I remember conversations with my brothers. I remember conversations with my parents. I remember conversations and relationships. And I try to remember those things, and I, I, um, I take notes. Why'd that go like that? Why? Why do you feel like it, it won't like that? For me, I don't tell nobody. I don't show nobody. Like, I do that for me because I want to know where my mind was in that moment, um, why I felt like that, why I responded like that. And in isolation, I get to do that. But in isolation, I also need my my crew because I'll get so hard on myself. I'll go so hard. Oh, I did this. I did that. Da, 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 da. And I'll forget. Like, you've been fighting for your life. I don't think people even understand that part. I literally been fighting for my. I died at birth. I flatlined. If I'm not mistaken, the legend says like twice on separate occasions, I flatlined. And I'm still here today. I've been jumped. I've been shot at. I've been stabbed. I'm like, nigga try to cut my throat. Like, but I'm here. So much pain, and I'm not saying nobody else went went uh, went through or goes through um, any more, any less pain to me. But I'm just letting you know I'm still here. So I'm here. I'm healing. I'm trying to to be who I'm supposed to be. I'm trying to have that understanding. So I isolate. I talk about that all the time. But this is for me. Like it's time for me to start reconnecting my emotions to things. Not all. Not not at a high level, but at a natural level, at a normal level. Just making sure that I'm human. Because everybody has flaws. Everybody has um, um, things that they go through. So I, I have that level of understanding. I have a high level of awareness in anybody that I'm dealing with, anybody that I choose to deal with on the long term, my kids, partners, friendships. I have a high level of awareness. I know your likes. I know your dislikes to the like from what you show me. I know how I have to talk to you when you're when when you're up. I know how to talk to you when you're down. I know to, how to talk to you when you're mid because. I pay attention. Like for me, I get sad. I don't want to talk. I notice a couple of people in my in my circle. They get mad or sad, and they want to talk. So I'm gonna talk. One of my close friends, you know, 
she gets silent. Is what it is. All right, cool. You can be silent. I'm gonna talk. Cause you're not, you don't, you don't want to. Right? But I'm gonna talk so you know that even in your downtime, you got somebody. And I'm gonna try to make you laugh if I can. If I can't, you know, I'm I'm gonna talk. But just like I say, there is a there is a level. Um there is a level to this isolation. Like there's a few people that have no idea they're never going to talk to me again. There's a few people that like they don't realize that their last conversation was the last conversation. Not because of anger, not because of malice. You don't fit what, what I have going on. I don't fit what you have going on. It just is what it is. If more people understood that, more people would be able to understand and stand on how they feel. We often break down, like for me, like I, I said, um, or one of the biggest reasons why I'm choosing to isolate or I chose to isolate how I did in 2022 because I often let people do shit to me that hurts me for real. But because the next person wouldn't be so hurt, I'm like, you bugging. And I just forgive and just start talking to the person again like nothing ever happened. Because I realized that shit was hurting me so much, I stopped that shit. Once I'm in isolation, I'm in isolation. Once you don't have access to me for the time you don't have access to me, you don't have, to, you, you, you don't have access to me. If when I come out of uh, isolation, you still there, cool. Maybe we could we could have a conversation, try to fix it. If you're not there, I understand. I'm not coming to look for you though. I'm I'm not go listen. I'm not going to look for near situation ever again. I'm officially at my set in in my ways phase of life because I've always searched for peace. I've always searched for happiness. I always searched for the good and people always went out of my way at a, at, at, a, uh, at a disservice to myself. Because in my mind, I don't know why and where I got this from. In my mind, I feel like you're never gonna treat me how I want to be treated. But if I give you a good example of treating you fair and treating you right and loving on you and whatever capacity, relationship, family, kid, whatever, and whatever, work, whatever, if I give you a good enough example of my actions, of leadership, of love, of passion, of care, of discipline, of understanding, you are going to return it in the way that you know how. My mind is set up that way. I don't think you're going to treat me how I treat you. Because, I listen, if you heard how I treat people, I know that's not coming back to me. And I don't do it because it's. I think it's coming back to me. I do it because I'm me. And this is how I feel. And I'm always going to feel how I feel. Once I have told you I loved you, once I have gained that idea of love, whether it's friendship, whether it's relationship, whether it's business partner, whatever. Once I, once I love you outside of the normal day to day, it's unconditional with me. 
I'm gonna be there when you need me. Even if you a dickhead towards me, I'm gonna be there when you need me. I, you might not have day-to-day -day access, but I said that I loved you and I meant that shit. And love is not just a word to me. It's an action. It's forgiveness. It's understanding. I know it doesn't, I know when, you know, when shit hits the fan, um, uh, apology or whatever, I know it doesn't guarantee reconciliation. For me, it's people that, like I said, it's people that don't realize the last time was the last time they talked to me. And it's people that I damn sure know thought it was the last time that they would speak to me or I would speak to them, but I speak to them. Why? Because it's understanding. All right, I see where you was right there. I see I, I, I see the way you was thinking right there. I told y'all, me and my brother, we didn't we didn't talk for for a little over nine months, a little over uh, possibly nah. It was almost a year. Me and my brother didn't talk. The brother that I love so much, the brother that helped raise me, the brother that I consider my father, like. He is I, I am him. Like, there was a time that no matter what, and I feel like that still to this day, like, he is the only one in my family that could get to me no matter what. Like, no matter, no matter what I'm going through, no matter if I change my phone number, email, he gonna know where I am. Same as him. Same as him. I had to, I have to have that. I have to have that. When him and I reconnected, I, it was, it was, it was his birthday. And I had made up in my mind because again, there was no definite reason why we hadn't spoke to each other. I just was going through what I was going through and days turned into weeks and weeks turned into months. Now, mind you, this is somebody I was talking to every single day and this is, this is how depression works. A day turned into a week, week turned into a month and then almost a year had passed and I'm talking to him and we, you know, we're connecting and we're, we're kind of catching up and stuff. And then, you know, through the conversations we're having one day, he said, bro, I see how you think now. I, I see it now. I, I get it. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't really, but I see how your mind is working. And so I can tell the effort in my brother from the time he, he didn't really understand how I was thinking because he, he, uh, he is a, he has a minor in psychology. So he's on the, the educational side of mental health, right? Whereas I'm dealing in experience because I'm actively, I'm actively going through it. And so I remember him saying that, and it was so refreshing to me that he, that, that he said that. But it was more refreshing that he said that, and he actually start changing. Like, he, you can tell, like, it was evident that he understood, finally. And I know that's difficult to watch me ask his little brother, uh, lose a kid, lose a, like I used to, when I lost the last relationship, like <laughs> I used to get on his nerves because I used to call him crying. Like that's the one man on earth that I've just been one hundred percent like just just honest. 
he'll tell me, man, Peanut, well, what, what happened for real? Or what you did? He's not one of them, I get to complain about work. I get to complain about this person. I get to complain about the kids. Or he'll be like, so let me ask you this. <laughs> and every time he, he hit me with that, it's an accountability check. I've cried with my brother over my ex, like, days. Days. I cried with him over... You know, things dealing with the kids. I cry with him over my health. And it's funny, my brother has been mad at me one time that I could recall. One time he was pissed. I was so scared. I got sick. And um, like it was it was when I found out I had this uh muscle disorder, right? And I remember uh my mom coming, me and my mom got into it in the hospital. Like it was, it was, it was really weird. Um, but he called me and he said, don't ever let nobody tell me you in the hospital for real. Cause I like, I was in there for two weeks. Wait, was it a week? It was either a week or two weeks. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I, I didn't want to tell him because in my mind, I don't, I don't know what it is. First of all, and I don't want, I don't want you to panic, but days start passing and I should have. And I remember him telling, don't have, don't ever let nobody tell me something is wrong with you for real after the fact because I was be I was already in the hospital when he when he finally realized and I think it was my mother was like oh I'm on my way to Arizona peanut is in the hospital fast forward to me going through what I what I went through in the absence and he's like I get it I see I see how you think he didn't try to he didn't try to uh beat through my boundaries. He waited until I opened the gate. He didn't come in with no disrespect. He didn't come in with, oh, now you want to talk. He didn't come in with any of that. Because there's love there. He and I don't have a perfect relationship. But he, he and I go out of our way that when we are, you know, when we are in connection with each other, we make sure that, you know, we we do our best to have a, a, a real relationship. Like no matter where he is on earth, no matter where I am on earth, it, it just, it is what it is. So I don't like, as I start, like I said, in 2022 was, you know, I was really starting to understand isolation. So I let my brother in. I needed him. My guy, Mac, I need him. DW, Tati, I need them. You see what I'm saying? Blue, G, I need them. And so having those connections and letting those people in and then them having a true understanding of what I'm going through mentally, what I'm going through with the kids, what I be going through at work, like what I be going through with just my health in general and the advice that they give or the reprimand that they give or the the love that they give or the silence that they give and just allowing me to be it now has flipped the switch for me like oh, okay cool this my this is this is my five right here this is my five um as far as my friends these are the I, I i put up boundaries these are the people who waited at the gate these are the people who understood this is what's going on. So now isolation, like now that I've I've mastered isolation in a healthy way, now I'm starting to get, I'm in my reconnection period, right? 
to where I have to slowly put myself back into the state of being a human being overall. We struggle with these mental health things and don't realize how disconnected we really are, whether we're doing it on purpose or not, whether we are um, attempting to do it from anger or we're doing it from a, a space of just trying to be healthy. And so we start to shut our bodies down, our minds down to everything. And literally, there was a point to where, excuse me, I had my office, like I had set my office up in my walk-in closet, right? It's just me. So on one side of my closet is all of my stuff. One side of the closet was empty. So I set my my nine to five office in my in my walk-in. Um and I was just literally getting out of bed, going into the closet, working, getting out of the closet, going to exercise. And let me whoa, no, that was before I was like exercising heavy. I will go to work in the closet, shower, get in the bed, take a nap. Hey, did y'all eat? Like this, I was still, I was still cooking at this time. Like I was still cooking religiously for the kids at this time. Go cook. I would not even eat half the time. Go get in the bed and repeat six, six days a week. That was it. That was my life. Because I disconnected from so much. I disconnected from the human version of, of who I was. I had turned myself into this robotic form of, a, of, 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 of just matter. Because I was so hurt and I was so devastated, I was so alone, I just, I just felt like I was just at the brink of disaster everywhere I turned and I start disconnecting from, from people, right? I start disconnecting from life. I don't watch no live TV. Half the time, people be talking about stuff. I have no idea. And for me, I just sit back and watch. Like, that's something that DW hates about me because they'll be talking about something that clearly the world should know about. And I'll be like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? And he gets so frustrated, like, with all this internet <laughs> and all these streaming platforms and all these social media, it's like, how don't you know that? And it's like, bro, you got to understand, like, I'm coming from, I'm, I'm coming from a, a, a mental, a mental breakdown. I'm coming from not feeling like I'm enough. I'm coming from um, not being poured into openly. So for me, it's nothing out there in the world that I need to know about. Like, like for real, for real. Like there was a point I'll cut the news on in the morning just to make sure, you know, what the traffic was. Cut that off and then boom. Other than that, I have no connection to the outside world. Like I said, I don't have nothing in here. Well, I think I have one, I have one thing in here that plays live TV. I don't watch it. Everything is streaming, like reruns, because I need to make sure that I'm putting the correct things into my mind. I don't watch reality TV um, because it just does something to my nerves. I had to stop watching like Snapped and my criminal, my criminal mind type shows because that's, it seeps in. And when you have a fragile mind and you're going through stuff, that shit could turn into reality for you and you be on some, you be on some craziness. Feeling like that's what you're supposed to do. Feeling like you're hearing voices. Feeling like it's a sign for you to do that because you're watching all that stuff. Again, that's extreme. I know other people can just watch certain things and, and be cool with that. I cannot do that. 
because I'm starting I like everything that I watch, especially when it has to do with crime or death or anything. I'm like, look, is this based on a true story? Is people out here really thinking like that? How did they get what happened in their life to make them think that way? Even when I'm watching a movie and it's a fake movie and it seems like and it's like a thriller and it seems too good. I be looking up the, uh, the author like, what did this person go through to, to write this type of movie? Because I'm a firm believer that the things that we see in movies do happen in real life. Aliens and all, spaceships and all, all that fighting, all that underworld stuff. I feel like that really does happen because how you, how, you, how you make the movie that good? I got the same imagination that you got. I'm like, and I'll take it. I'll take my imagination to the top. How did you write that that good if you never experienced that? <laughs> so I had to have that understanding of, all right, you got to be careful what you put in your mind. You have to be careful what you listen to. It, like, it always trips me out. I know this is, this, this is not a conspiracy theory uh, podcast, but have you ever wondered how you could hear a song after not hearing it for 20 years, right? It's certain songs that I heard as kids that I, I, I haven't heard in the last 20 years, Right? But then I can cut a song on right now from when I was a child and know, still remember every word verbatim. I'm an author and a poet. I can't even remember a poem 10 minutes after I write it. But on a beat, I remember every song. When I'm watching movies and I hear the violins and I can tell you what movie that is. It's something about music that ties me to the world something about words that ties me to the world. So I have to be careful what words I'm allowing to go in. I have to be careful what, uh, what I'm putting out because I don't want to be, I don't want to trigger you with what I'm saying. Again, none of us have to walk on eggshells. None of us have to really care about any, anyone else, but I care. I care about what I'm, what I'm saying out loud. I care about how I'm helping people. I'm care about like, like I love you because I love you. But you have to tell me how you need to be loved. I'm your friend because we are friends. But you have to tell me what type of friend you need. We don't do that. We just become friends with people and just that's what it is. Just friendship and vibes. No understanding, no communication for real other than like no deep communication of like, how do you, how do you see this friendship going on? And I'm not saying you got to do that with everybody, certain people that you just click with and that shit just work. But again, for me, I don't know that. I don't know that without having to go through my isolation. I don't know that without me allowing the few people that I've allowed in because I'm scared. There's still fear there. I don't, I don't know what I could tell you. I don't know how you're going to respond to what I tell you. So it's like, mm, do I say this? Do I say that? I'm not embarrassed of anything. Like, for real, for real, I'm, I'm not embarrassed of anything. Like, that's one thing that I am proud of myself. So when we friends, I'm telling you what I'm telling you. That's just what it is. You're going to judge me and you're going to say what you're going to say. But I know you're going to do it from care. I know you're going to do it from understanding. I know you're not doing whatever you're doing to, to hurt me. At least the people that I have let back in, you know, um, into my boundaries. The moment anybody violates, and I pray that they don't, I, it's been said a million times. I don't have a gray area. 
I love you all the way or you don't exist. It's that simple. Either I'm every day with it or I'm no days with it. I don't have a gray area. I don't know how to have a gray area. I wasn't put in a position in life. I wasn't raised in a position of life to have a gray area. The time frame in which I was raised and the areas in which I was raised, we didn't have that. I know it sounds extreme, but a lot of a lot of life for us 80 babies uh, being raised in whatever inner city across the nation, a lot of that was life or death. If you don't play sports, these guys are going to try to get you to be a gang member. And you're going to have to choose between life and death. You couldn't be in the arts for real when I was younger. You couldn't be in music. You could like without without heavy judgment. And when you don't have a uh, when you don't have real father figures and real like big brother type people to tell you that hood shit, it don't matter for real. When everybody you're surrounded by thinks like that, there is nothing you could do other than conform to to what it is. So I don't so I don't get the luxury to to have a gray area. It's it's either yes or it's no. And even like for me, like even now, like I'll say not right now. And a lot of people be like, well, historically, not right now means no. For me, not right now legit just means not right now. Whatever it is that you ask of me, you're going to get that shit. I'm going to do it however I can. Um, it might not be today, but I'm going to do it. And that's just how... That's just how life is. And so, again, I'm so disconnected from things, but in reality, I'm working on so much. I'm working on how to connect properly. I'm working on how to speak properly. I'm working on how to love myself so that I can love my friends properly. So um, I'm, loving, I'm working on how to understand myself. I'm, on, I'm, I'm jotting down my, my mannerisms when I'm going through depressive situations so that I know that when I get a partner, if I get a partner, I can say, hey, um, when my depression hits, I tend not to speak. It's not a you thing, and it's not an anger thing. It's something that I can't control. It's not that I'm not uh, interested in you or interested in conversation. It's just difficult for me to process. I don't know that without isolation. I don't get the strength to be able to have that on in, in, in my mind without isolation, right? So when I'm saying, hey, separate yourself from this. I'm not saying do that long term if you can't handle it. I'm just, for me, I am a person that I prefer um, to be with just me. Like, and if I'm in a relationship, I prefer for it to be just me and my partner. Not like, oh, you can't talk to your family or you can't have friends. For me, I just chill. Like, I'm not, like, because I'm not big on, I'm not really, uh, um, family oriented like that like on a on a big level i'm more of an intimate family type of person but i don't know that without having to isolate i don't even understand the 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 fact of having to um reconnect because i know how dark it is when you remove yourself from everything like i said i don't be knowing half of the stuff that be going on in the world for real Unless, like, one of them uh, said in um, in the group chat. And so I start realizing that 
the, the, the downside of me isolating, the downside of me telling you guys to isolate is um, the disconnection we have. It's an expectation for us, mom, dad, woman, man. It's an expectation for us um, to be on point. And it's really, it's, it, it, it's, it's really weird. It's an expectation for us to be on point at all times. We don't have the luxury of a mistake. We don't have a luxury of, of not being good parents for real. We don't, have the, we don't have that luxury without discipline, without consequence. We don't, we, we just don't. It comes a point to where you see that you're a victim and you understand it, but you do your part not to put off victim energy. People really be doing shit, man. Like people really be trying to hurt you and people really be coming after you. And the moment you say it out loud, like, yo, you know, this is how I feel. Oh, you being soft. Here you go with this victim mentality. And so for me, because I see so many people uh, try to vent on social media and how people come back. Oh, well, you just you just soft or you just don't know how to deal. And I see that and it's like, dang, that's crazy. What if that was that person's last straw? What if that person go kill themselves because everybody in their life, they were trying to vent to, and they were trying to get some understanding, and they didn't, um, they called them a victim, or they said they were victim, uh, uh, had been victim mentality. And then they come to social media on their own page, and they're posting, and they're venting, and then millions of people discount that. That could be the, that could be the thing, the thin line between life and death. And nobody think about that shit. And you got people thinking, oh, well, if you commit suicide, you weak-minded and da 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 And it's like, do you, do you understand the chemical imbalance that causes suicide? Do you really think that people are out here just in their right mind offing themselves? Only people that do that is people who are ready to die in a blaze of glory, you know, on some goddamn rob uh, cops and robbers type mafia movie type stuff but people regular people think these kids out here are killing themselves in their right mind you think these men and women out here that just keep getting bullied and nobody understands y'all keeps oh it's a victim it's a victim you got the victim mentality all right cool so now i'm off myself so now what and everybody act like they tough. Everybody act like they don't they don't care. Oh, well, that it, it couldn't be me. If you somebody commit suicide around me, they just did. And it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. I've seen so many people that have this idea that suicide is weakness and then it happens to them and now they want love and now they want compassion. Now they want care. And people don't get it. So I do my part to make sure that I'm not walking around here like a victim. Yeah, my baby died. Yeah, I lost the relationship. Yeah, me and my mom is 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 where we are right now. Yeah, I don't talk to my oldest brother. Yeah, I don't talk to my biological father. Yeah, I haven't talked to my, my stepfather. Yeah, work his ass. Yeah, my kids is trying me to the max. Yeah. I wish I was, I wish I had my relationship back, the one that where I had all the peace. Yeah, but I don't. 
I don't. But all of that that I just said, I could be sitting here crying. I could be sitting here, oh my God, I just want. Hey fam, listen, there's a certain level of understanding in each of those situations that I have and it is what it is. Does, does it bother me or did it bother me when the stuff all happened in real time and does it bother me when my kid, yeah, it bothers me. But why am I sit down and be a victim for? I got to figure that shit out. I got to figure out if I want to be a part of it or if I don't. I have to understand that the moment, because it's my decision, and this is this is imperative. This is imperative that you guys understand. It is your decision of how you feel. I don't care what anyone tells you. You feel how you feel regardless of what anyone is trying to tell you. And stand on it. My policy is no anger, no hatred, no malice. Excuse me. Once I reconcile that and I realize, like, no, this is how I feel, and this is not an angry thing, this is not a, a get-back thing, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. But I have to reconcile it because I don't want to walk around feeling like a victim either. That's the biggest thing for me. I don't want to walk around feeling that in my spirit because it creates a, a weird level of weakness inside of you when you feel like uh, everything is against you and you allow everything to affect you. Like, I am a king. There's royalty in me, period. I am a warrior. There is a dog in me with a fight big as the the law allows i'm not like i'm not a victim does it hurt yeah but while being a victim i'm gonna overcome all that shit how am i gonna do that i'm gonna reconnect to me i'm gonna do the things that that i need to do so that i can feel whole for me i get it like we we get beat down so much we get beat down so much, our work ethic decreases, our want to be in relationship decreases. Uh, for me, like, again, I'm being honest. My kids have been pushing me to the max. I've told them a million times, y'all could move to North Carolina with your mom. Because you're pushing me to my max. And I've been doing this for so long. And y'all not understanding it. Like, for them, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, oh, we bugging, bugging. Because he don't, he, he don't do that. I mean, of course, they laughing. Like, like, once I calm down, they'll laugh at me like, you ain't sending me nowhere. But no. If you keep pushing me, if, if you, it, it, like, even you will get a response of isolation if you don't chill, even as my kids. Because like I've always said since they was little kids, I'm not raising men. I am raising human beings. I'm preparing them for the real world. I'm not, like, we're not doing the Google God. We're not doing that shit. I have to prepare you for the world you about to live in. Yeah, I gave them their time to be kids. I gave them their time to, to speak easy to them. But now you doing adult shit, so I got to get at you like that. Even them could put, they, listen, everybody has limits. So as I'm reconnecting with life, I'm reconnecting with them. 
as I'm reconnecting myself to being a human being, I'm reconnecting with them. I'm, I like my understanding is changing yet again, because for me, it's about growth. It's about progression. It's about learning and moving forward. Right. So even with them now, they're teenagers. My mind has to shift. They're not little Kevin and, and little Keanu anymore. They're doing grown up things. Even at 15 and 16, they're doing grown up things. So now my, I have to check them in that way. But I don't know how to do that with a victim mentality. I don't know how to do that staying disconnected from being a human being. Is isolation completely over for me? No. Am I in a phase that I have to, like, I feel like I have to start reconnecting? Yes. I'm doing it slowly at my, at my pace. I'm not letting nobody force me into feeling how I don't feel yet. Right. I, I, I just I, I don't like me and my ex. We, we have conversation. I know she's not. I know where she is with our conversations. I'm not forcing her to move past that. I'm not forcing her to stay here. I, however you feel is how you feel. I'm going to be me with you regardless. I'm going to be the person that I said that I am with you regardless. Same with my kids. I'm going to be the parent that I said I was. I told you when you was little, I'm going to protect you from everything that I possibly can, even if it's me. And I stay true to that. So when they're doing certain things, I'm on your ass because I got to protect you from that. My rule in my house is I'm not intervening unless you can go to jail or if it's life or death. I'm here to watch you live your life and offer you advice in, in, in the best way that I can to help you get through said situation that you're going through. Um, I'm open enough. I, I tell them, you know, I'm open. Have conversations with me that you need to have. I'm going to be here and give you the best that I can. If I don't understand, I'm going to reach out to somebody who might understand this a little bit better because I'm not perfect. I never thought that I would be a single parent for real. I never thought that I have to deal with this many personalities. I just knew that I like just dumb, just young and dumb, just like, all right, I want to, I want a hell of a lot of kids. I still do. But now I have understanding now, like if I have a kid right now, like, I'm sorry, they're like, these kids are going to be hot because I learned so much. I learned so much of who I am, not even learned so much from them and parenting, but I learned so much of who I am. But that's 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 happening as I'm reconnecting. Like I was reading this article um, back in April. I was reading this article. Back in April, and it was just an article about, you know, reconnecting. And I know like we we tend to deflect. Um, we as human beings, right? We tend to deflect with compliments. Like, it's just a natural instinct for us to try to out-compliment one another. Because there is a level of ego within us that feels like we don't deserve said compliment. Like, it's an ongoing joke, like, especially for men. Like men, like we don't be like, yo, you you look nice in that outfit, or uh, those shoes are 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 fresh, whatever. It's like, like damn, that's you. Like I I see you, big dog. And then that person be like, man, I'm just trying to get like you. At what point do we as as human beings, especially as men, be like, you know what? Thank you. Why can't I tell? Why can't I tell the homie like, yo, 
you look nice in that outfit. Why why can't I? Why can't I be like, yo, where you get that from? I, I fuck with that. I'm, I'm going to see how it fit on me. Why? Why? Why can't I? Where you get that belt from? Why, why can't I? Why can't I just be like, hey, you look nice tonight. Damn, bro, where you get that cologne from? Why can't I do that? Without it being a competition of who going to compliment each other. Why can't I just, just accept that? That creates a very dangerous space in our minds that creates this idea that we are not enough that creates this um these moments of uncertainty and the, and it creates these questions of who am i why am i well people are trying to tell you you're smart you're kind you're loving you're handsome you smell good your shoes fresh and the whole while, you're like, nah, yours is better than mine. Nah, you, your cologne smells better than mine. And this goes both sides. Accept who you are. The compliments are not coming out of the blue. They're coming because you are dressed nice. You are a good person. You smell. It is what it is. I shouldn't have to, I, I shouldn't have to fake the funk because you're, you're a guy. A woman shouldn't have to fake the funk because you're a woman. And, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not gay. I'm not this. I'm not that. Who said that? That's a you thing. That's a you thing. Everybody not walking around feeling like compliments are gay. But that's because we, we are disconnected from our reality and we're connected to social, uh, social standards. At what point do we disconnect from that and connect to the thing that's going to get us to our purpose, uh, to fulfill our passions, to overcome? At what point do we, like, huh? And so for me, I understand both masculine and feminine energy because I move in it. My mom, it, my mom has always been the dominant parent. My natural mannerisms, words, actions come from the dominant parent. Everything else comes from me watching TV, me watching my brothers, me watching guys on the street, me watching sports, me listening to music, me um, reading articles, looking at interviews. That shaped me to who I am. I had to be open and understanding that, you know, my stepfather, great man. But like every other, everybody else's parents, everybody was growing up at the same time. It was certain things that I did not learn. I don't know if it was because I didn't ask or if because it just wasn't a thing that was important. I used to think that if I didn't know it, it wasn't important. I don't know where I got that dumb shit from, but I used to think that way. And so I grew up deflecting, even, you know, as of, you know, shit, the last two years, I'm just now getting into that accepting compliments from, from anyone. I've never been the one to feel like compliments from guys are gay. I know that, I know how people think though. So it's like, I got to keep up the rules of, oh, no, nah, I'm trying to get like you. But then reality hit as I'm in my isolation. I don't give a fuck about that. If you like my fit, go to www.peacefullyflawed.com. Cop it. You like these pillows? These fresh to you? You want to support? Go to www.peacefullyflawed.com. Support. 
You like any of the shoes that I make? Go over there and get them. It's okay. You don't have to be like, oh, well, that's not name brand or that's not this. It's okay to give a compliment. It's okay to support when you want to. It shouldn't be predicated on outside influences. You got to disconnect from all of that and, and, and reconnect to what's important to you. So like I was saying, it's like, oh, no, hold on. Before I get to this, I saw this post and it said, teach your heart how to accept disappointment. Even from people you love. Teach your heart how to accept disappointment, even from the people you love. For me, I say, especially from the people you love. The reason why that's important and that that post hit me because it's imperative that you understand your people. It's imperative that you don't put them on a pedestal of perfection because they are going to hurt you and it's going to kill your soul and you put them there. They didn't ask to be there. We got to understand that they didn't ask to be on the pedestal that we put them on. We put them on there for whatever reason. So when they disappoint us, now we devastated. Now life is completely over. I can't believe that person would do this to me. I love them so much. Like, no, they're human. They make mistakes. They put their pants on one leg at a time like you do. We have to stop doing that. We have to start giving people grace. We have to start understanding people. We have to start reconnecting to the human aspect and stop worrying about all this, oh, relationship goals. And I want to do this because I've seen that person do that. And I want to go here because I saw that person do. Like, no, what do you want to do? Because you want to do. I tell y'all all the time, I'm not a person that, uh, I'm not a person who wanted to travel the world. Like literally from high school, from graduation to high school, until um, I went on my first cruise. I I didn't get, I didn't care about traveling, and even even then, my first cruise that I went through was a weekend cruise to Ensenada, um, and it was a pretty much to me it was a test cruise, right, to see if I can handle you know being on the water. So because I love the fucking water, but I also like. Mm, that motion sickness is 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 a different thing because it hit me while I was on the ship, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I've never been a person who wanted to travel, right? Um, I have friends who've been out all across the world. I see their pictures and I'm excited for them. I had never at that point, I've never been a person who wanted to own a home. I have friends who bought homes and cars and I, I'm excited for them genuinely. It's, no, it's not a jealous bone in my body. But that was a me thing. Right. So people are like, oh, well, you jealous because I did this or I, all right, I can't fuck with you because you assume that I'm jealous because you you did an accomplishment. I'm living through you. That's what you want to do. That's your dream. I got one. I got one dream. I got one dream and God willing, I'm going to get to it. And that's to open up my cafe. That's it. That's what I want to do. When I was little, I wanted to be a good husband and good father. Period. I started doing poetry. I'm like, I want that cafe. I've been wanting this cafe since I'm in the 10th grade. I'm going to get it somehow, some way. I don't give a fuck if, if it's a 500 by 500 square feet and only half a, a half a microphone can get in there. It's going to be mine. 
But you don't know that if you don't reconnect with yourself. You don't know that because you're putting people on pedestals and then they devastate you. Now you devastated and you feel like nobody believes in you. Because you are basing your life and your connections off of outside things. How do you, are you grounded? I often get barefooted and put my feet in the grass. And I'm low-key allergic to grass, I think, still. But I do that because I need to be grounded. Like, physically, I need to feel it. Along with emotion, are you grounded in who you are? Do you believe what you believe because you believe it? Or because others believe it and you don't want to be the one fish going against the grain? I'm not with the group, the group thinking. I'm just not. And so, again... I have to get these people off these pedestals. They didn't ask to be there. I have to be aware that there is disappointment. Like I, I said, in my mind, you're going to do something or I'm going to do something, and then it's going to return whatever the tip for tat is. We're going to have a conversation because we are aware that people make mistakes, arguments happen, yada, yada, whatever, right? I'm also aware that if, like, one time, all right, let's talk about it. Two times, hey, you reaching. Three times, oh, this who you are. Get the fuck away from me. Right? But that's a me thing. That's not how other people, that's not how other people think. You will see somebody post something online and the group of people will just be just on their ass because it's a different thought than them. Worry about your own self. Worry about your connection to, to you. Worry about the connection to the people you actually want to be connected to. And so because I've been in isolation for so long, like I said, I read this article back in April of 22. Um, and it didn't hit. Like, it didn't hit how it, I guess, how it should have hit in real time. Because it didn't move me. The reconnection, like it, it has it on here, and y'all know me. Like I like to, I like to reference, um, all aspects of relationships, not just romantic. This article was really kind of based in romance, but I like as I'm reading, you know, what the points are because it was eight points that it gave of reconnecting, and so um, it says make your relationship priority. So for me, I is make your relationship. Uh, or friendship's priority. Um, if the friendship or relationship is important to you, it's it's important to be intentional, to be open with actions that show the priority of that relationship, right? So my kids are my priority. They get top bill, period. Once they're done, um, my friends are in order of what the priority is. And, I'm, and, and that priority changes from from day to day it's not like a, a this person is number one all the time this person because it's certain things that i go through that i need different guidance on it's certain conversations that i need to have that i can have with this person but not with that person right it's certain situations to where you know um i need you to 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 know that you know you are a priority um even with relationships like you know i'm very much the person in a relationship that you are priority like once my kids are set you you our priority, even over, um, even over friendships, a lot of times, because you, as my partner, you become my best friend. 
it doesn't change my re- it doesn't change my relationship for real with my friends but you just are at a higher level because now we are responsible for each other to protect each other to make sure that we're good so for me like i'll be on the phone with you all day i don't care if we're talking or not this is what it is because it's 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 an intentional thing of yo, yo i could be doing a million i could be doing a million other things but i choose to spend this time with you in whatever capacity and we have to start learning how to do that with people we care about and not so much with these social media friends i get it social media is used for people to make money and you have to have these false and fake connections um in business i get it for some people But at what point do you prioritize your real prioritize your real life and make those people aware, hey, I wouldn't be able to do this without you. Not like it's a burden, but I but I value you so much, your opinion, your time. I respect you at, at this level. So I want you to know that you are a priority in my life. If you didn't know. To be intentional about the time you spend with people, be intentional about listening to people, uh, being int- be intentional about if you're going to offer advice, don't offer it from your perspective. Listen to what they're saying and try to help them in a way that they need to be helped, but make sure that they are aware that they are a priority in your life. The next thing was create habits. It says create habits that bond you to one another. If I'm being honest, this this the one I'm I'm working on, right? I. It's a lot like trying to trying to create, trying to purposely create bonds with multiple people, especially on a friendship level is difficult. Because especially for me, it's exhausting. It really is. It it really is for me trying to um, talk to a bunch of different people and allowing those energies in. Um, it, it becomes difficult for me. So that's something I'm still working on. But for you guys, hopefully, you know, you can create habits. Um, hopefully you're at a stage to where you you can create habits with your friends and your loved ones so that, you know, you guys like have that connection. The next point was uh, daily check-ins. I'm about 50% with this. Um, like I, I said at the beginning, like some days DW has to hit me up to say, hey, like, what's popping? What, like, you tripping? You know, so it's still stuff that, I, that I'm working on. But the daily check-ins, even if it's a simple good morning, even if it's a simple, yo, how was your day? Whether it's, you know, you and your homeboy, your homegirl, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, whatever it is. Like, just being able to have that check-in of, oh, you thinking about me. Like, somebody on earth cares. And I think that's what DW was trying to get me to understand when he said that, um, you know, you aren't alone anymore. I think he was just trying to give me give me the idea that, okay, I know you feel how you feel, but in reality, there's people who care if you live or die. And so those daily check-ins mean a lot to people. You you don't really realize your you don't really realize the impact you your the impact your presence has on your friends or people. You really don't realize that until you're gone and then people are like, yo. What's going on? Like, you all right? You, you straight? Like, we miss you. What, what, what's happening? So those daily check-ins really, really help. Um, you have to build boundaries. It's certain things that are just, you, you don't cross that. 
It's just certain things, how you speak, um, how you speak to me. Like, you know how back in the day it's like, they used to be like, don't tell your mother or don't tell your siblings that your partner did something to you because you're going to run back and forgive them. But everybody else is not going to forgive them. Right. So I'm very cognizant of what I say about anybody that I had beef with, any relationship that I, that I was in. Like, I don't go around saying what really happened with my ex-wife. I don't go around really saying what happened with my daughter's mom. Because it ain't for, it, it, I don't want beef. I don't want, you know, I'm not tripping. I mean, I'm tripping, but I wish you would trip. Like, unless you was there, unless you was there with me and you saw what I saw, like, you don't, don't be talking shit. But if you was there with me, you saw it, talk your shit. Like, cause you was there too. But those boundaries are important. Right. Whatever the boundary is, it's important. And you like I said, the people who are going to respect your boundaries, they're not going to keep knocking at the fucking door. They're not going to keep shaking the gate, trying to break it down. They're going to wait till you invite them in. If you are dealing with people who are continuously disrespecting and disregarding your boundaries, you have to be strong enough. It doesn't matter who it is. You have to be strong enough to be like, hey, you're not respecting the boundaries. And now you have to take action. You have to be the one to say, okay, I got to cut this shit off. Because I keep saying you're hurting me. I keep saying I'm uncomfortable. I keep saying this. And you keep on being like, all right, fuck all that. I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. I'm still going to stay what I'm going to say. I'm still going to put this pressure on you um, to do this, to do that, to be this, to be that. You got to stand on it and be like, all right, you got you to gotta go. I can't deal with you, Right. One of the biggest things for me that I'm learning and reconnecting back to the human side, being able to cheer your friends on and big them up without jealousy. I'm going to say it again. Bigging your people up and cheering them on without jealousy. I just told y'all, like, I have friends who who've traveled the world. I genuinely am excited to see their pictures because I'm not a person who wants to fucking travel. I see people who buy cars. I love cars, but I love cars visually. I'm not a person who's going to buy a bunch of cars and work on cars. I don't love them like that. I'm a visual person. So when my friends buy new cars and fast cars, like muscle cars and, and nice trucks and get, you know, uh, nice rims and all, I'm excited for them. Genuinely. When they get promotions at work, I'm and I, yo, good shit. I'm proud of you. My guy, like, you have no idea how excited I am for you. I don't need nothing in return. You my guy. You my girl. I don't need nothing in return. I'm going to big you up because I know, I know how hard you worked to get to that thing. I know what you went through to get there. I don't want none of that. I want you to be able to enjoy your moment as long as you can enjoy your moment. And if I have a hand in it, I'm going to keep telling you congratulations. Good shit, my guy. If we in a relationship, yo, babe, I'm so proud of you for getting through this thing. I'm so proud of you for handling this thing like this. Like, 
That's me. And it's something that we all need to think about while we are, you know, it, it once we get to our reconnecting phase. The next thing was setting time aside for your, it said for your partner. Um, but again, I'm looking at all aspects of my life, right? Setting time aside for my kids outside of parent time, right? So outside of get the kitchen done, you got homework, clean up, outside of that, having actual time that you have available, like uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, uh, Junior challenged me to a basketball game. Of course, y'all know I'm going through what I'm going through, but that's my son. So I'm like, mm, give me a second. Let me, uh, the, he, he challenged me one day, right? And I said, give me a second, because I needed to, I needed to decrease the anxiety. I needed to decrease the idea of, oh my God, I have to go do this because he asked me and like the, the discomfort of it, right? Because that's a me thing. And so the next day, like now I'm like, I'm ready. Like, all right, cool. Like I found that energy. I found that, that strength to put my shit to the side and to create this moment with my son. So anytime they challenge me to sports, anytime they challenge me to video games, anytime um, like their junior is getting back into the, the, the graphic part of designing. So he has to use my rig, right? Anytime they want those moments, I have to be able to set it aside. Even with my friends, it's certain things. Yeah, we don't demand that time from each other, but there's like, we all have jobs. We all, like everybody in my group, there is not one person in my group chat that does not work. Um, a lot of us have kids or a lot of us have uh, a lot extracurriculars that make us busy. If that room is too quiet, somebody will be like, hey, what the hell going on in here? And we tend to subconsciously set the time, maybe it's five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and we all just go ham, just communicating with each other, yada, yada, whatever. We all recognize that, oh shit, we all on different time zones. We all have different type of jobs. Some of us work from home. Some of us have work uh, jobs that they have to go in there. But putting that, that time aside creates this bond. I think that group chat three, four years old at this point, like so much so that it started as another group chat. We broke off and made and, and, and made a different group chat. We uh, we broke off and made a, uh, a different group chat. And it's been three, four years. We watching each other kids grow up like they, you know, they seen my kids graduate. I've seen their kids birthday parties, uh, go to weddings and, 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 and have fun, get bikes, do sports, all that type of stuff. Fundraisers. We share that type of stuff with each other. Um, so it's important. It, it creates it creates a bond. Like, I love some of these people for real. I'd never seen these people physically a day in my life. But for the past three years, we've been all communicating. We've been all intimate in what we communicate. A lot of us share stories with our kids. A lot of us share pictures of our kids. Like, they've been with me this whole time that, you know, that I've been dealing with this issue, you know, with, with Kennedy. So DW, in fact, was right. Like, yeah, you didn't, you, like, it's not you in the exact situation. Well, DW and Tati have been in my exact situation. Um, but it's like, no, you haven't been... In, in my boots, for real. 
in my particular situation. Yours could have been different, even though the end, the ending is the same for both Tati, DW, and myself. You still were there with me. I had to look at it like, oh shit, you may not be hurt at the idea of me losing my child. You hurt because I'm hurting. So that's why you're saying you're not alone. But you don't know that until you set that time aside to get to that. The next thing was disconnecting from the outside world and being attentive to your partner. I'm going to add or friendship or I mean, or friend or child. I fully disconnect from everything when there is a potential of relationship. I disconnect from all outside things because I want to give you the me you're going to get. I'm old now. I don't have a representative. You're going to get the friend that I am. Hey, man, listen, sometimes I don't be wanting to talk for real. Sometimes depression hit and it be days that I don't, I don't want to say nothing for real. It's going to be days that I'm going to annoy the fuck out of you from posting or being random or sending y'all 30, 40 TikToks. I'm going to tell you that up front so that you can be able to say, all right, I can't fool with you or not. Even in relationships, when there is a potential, or like even if there is a potential for romantic relationships, however I communicate with you, like if I, if I have access to you in the flesh, that's all, I, I don't care about nothing else. I'd be wanting to spend my time with you, all of it, so that you can understand this is the version of me that you're going to get. Once I love, I love. Like, and I'm verbally annoying with love, but physically I'll be chilling. I'll be chilling. Like, just your presence is enough. Just your time is enough. Just me being able to say, I don't have to think about work today. I don't have to think about what I saw on the news, what I saw on the news today. I don't have to think about dealing with the kids. Right now, I could just be so focused on you because it brings me peace, and this is what I want to do. I want to sit here, whether we're, whether we're actually speaking words or not. Like, me and, my, me and my ex, we had that bad. Like, we would just sit while we work. And I know people, oh, that's dumb. It's dumb to you. Because I'm trying to get whatever, I'm trying to get whatever connection that I can. I like, excuse me, I want to get whatever connection that I can. I want to show you that I'm willing to be connected to you. I want to show you that, you know, I am not needy in a sense that I need you to be talking all the time. We don't need to be conversing every minute of said day. I'm a person who is like, if you just there, a lot of times I'm cool. Just your presence and just the idea of if I have a question, just the idea of if I need to say something, your ears are open and vice versa. I, I, I give the same energy that, that, that I'm ready to receive. So I would, even with the kids, like 
I don't parent them from traditional stuff. I disconnect from that. I connect to who they are as people. I connect with what type of world are they going into? Um, is it life? Is it death? Is it uh, jail? Is it between, you know, freedom or jail? Right? That's how I look at stuff. I don't care what outside say. My priority is the person in front of me. My priority is my kids. My priority is my partner. My priority is my job. My priority is my business. So being able to disconnect from everything and have your own thoughts, it's important. That's why I encourage isolation. But properly, don't do it because you're mad at somebody for real. Don't do it because you because you hurt um because you hurt, do it because you are mad and hurt, but you want to heal. Do it because you want to finally listen to yourself. You want to come to your own understanding with what you were going through in your own life and not listen to how that person handled that or that person handled that, or it should be like this. Or if he loved you, he wouldn't have done that. If she loved you, she wouldn't have done that. If your kids are good kids, they wouldn't do this. And they Nah. Disconnect from that. And connect to the thing that's going to give you life, that's going to allow you to progress, the thing that's going to want, uh, 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 the thing that's going to allow you to help it progress, right? I tell my kids all the time, hey, tell me, I, like, no matter how bad it is, tell me first before I find out in a negative way. Because if I find out in a negative way, it's over. I've been saying that forever. That's just like in relationships, like, tell me, like, don't, like, like, don't let me feel like something is, like, it is what it is when it ain't. Tell me. It ain't gonna change who I am to you, but I'm gonna know. I'm gonna know what I need to do and how I need to move. So it's like, for me, I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be, whether it looks away or not. Because I'm so disconnected from, from the world, I could care less of those opinions of who I am and how I am. Because whoever I'm dealing with, you know how I how I do. My kids, you know how I operate. So when I'm saying certain things and, and, and doing certain things, you know it's not because I saw it on TikTok. You know it's not because I saw it on the news. You know it's not because uh, the neighbor suggested it. You know that if I'm doing something, if I'm talking to you, if I'm giving you all of me, if I'm giving you any parts of me, you know I'm doing it because I want to. And so it's imperative that once you start your reconnection phase, you only stay connected to the things that you are trying to progress and move forward in. And you remove those things that have no value um, to that progression. And then the final thing was creating code words um, to, to show love. Like I tell the kids all the time, it's weird to me that they don't have nicknames for each other. They don't understand the severity of that, the, the, the missing connection of how you earn nicknames and what you go through to earn nicknames, right? Like, I was given a family nickname. I was given, um, my dad had given me a, a natural nickname because of the shape of my head. Um, I have a dent in my head, like right here. Um, at, at the top. And so, you know, my dad started calling me peanut. I've been peanut forever. Right. Once I start playing sports, I became little duck. Why? Because I was good in football. Like my brother's a legend in football. Right. Super legend in football. Once I start playing football for real, 
and I start getting good, that's little duck. I was little duck up until the 10th grade. I, I earned that because I was balling my ass off like my brother. So creating those words creates a bond, right? Like I, like I'm like, when I'm in relationships, I'm a typical babe type person. Hey, babe, babe, babe. But I also am a person who's like, nah, like after a while, I got to give you a nickname. Cause your name is not, your name is never going to be your name for real after that. Like once I once I've imprinted for real, right? Is your name not gonna be your name? Like it's people like it's people right now that I never call them by their name. I don't I like sometimes I be calling people by nickname so much I don't even remember they they real names if I'm being honest. But the bond is so strong of how we got to that point of having that nickname. That you start thinking of the stories you went through. You start thinking of the, the things you've shared over the years, right? So creating those code words and creating those code words um, to show your partner that you love them. Um, those it's, it's nothing more refreshing than having inside jokes with people. I know that sounds super duper petty. I know it does. But I don't care. It's something super duper refreshing about having those inside jokes with your partner and with friends that, you know, it just creates the, a high level of connection. So it's like I read those points, those points I've been working on um, uh, since I uh, uh, read it in April. Like, I mean, come on now, we're we're in January. And like that hit me like, oh, shit, it's time to it's time to start reconnecting and start uh, to reconnecting to the things that I need to reconnect to, not what society says, right? I have to start prioritizing because remember I told you guys I have a goal list and had already set what chapter 40, like what the beginning of chapter 40 was going to be. And I've stuck to it thus far and I'm going to continue to stick to it. Even as I'm attempting to reconnect to people that I love and reconnect, you know, because like I said, the kids' minds are different. So I have to find out a way to reconnect to them in that way. You see what I'm saying? Like, so... Yeah. So those are the eight points that, you know, um, I came across back in April and they helped me so much to like now that I'm in my phase of um, reconnecting, they helped me so much to be who I'm supposed to be and and not do it off of outside influences. Like I, when I say I work on myself, I work on myself. When I say I'm not just sitting here depressed and 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 not taking um, and not taking the precautions to try to fight depression. Like, I'm fighting it. I'm not just sitting on my ass just being a victim. Like, I'm taking steps to to do what I'm supposed to do so I, I don't just grow old by myself, miserable, on some get-off-my-lawn type shit. Like, I want to be loved. I want to be able to have a, a healthy, romantic relationship. I want to have a, a uh, extremely healthy relationship with my kids. I want all those things. But it start with me. It start with how I connect. It start with me setting the temperature, setting the tone of who I want to be and how I want to be. So it's important that, you know, if, if you guys are listening to this, like you guys should think about that. Like take those points and, and try to um, apply it to your life and see how it it helps you as a human being. If you are in the position or in the phase of your life that um, you want to reconnect. Um, 
it's important. It's important that we are isolating when needed and reconnecting when it's time. I know that as human beings, we struggle with leaving too soon or knowing when to leave and knowing when to stay. A lot of us leave too soon and a lot of us stay too late. You'll never fine tune that option in your mind until you connect to yourself because you'll know if somebody is trying to do you dirty and all right, it's time to go. And you'll understand when somebody has just made a mistake and it's like, all right, let me see how you maneuver through this mistake. Let me see if your behaviors change. Let me see if your wording change. Let me see if your actions change. You'll know. But everything start with you. I keep saying like we, we, we keep, we are taught to just give everything outwardly. And we can't move like that. We have to be able to um, be the foundation. We have to be able to be the start of every map in our life. We have to be. And we don't get there until we learn how to reconnect to ourselves. Um, everything we go through is for a reason. I say all the time our journey is what our journey is meant to be. It's gonna always be that, no matter the uh, no matter the obstacles, no matter the uh, the detours that we take through life. We always gonna end up where we're supposed to be. We can try our hardest to navigate away from what our purpose is, what our passion is, what our person is, what what life is. We can we can purposely try to navigate away from that, but we're always gonna be led back to the journey that is meant for us. So you guys have to understand that no matter the darkness, no matter how hard it gets, you must get to the light. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for your Peacefully Flawed apparel. Uh, remember, King's Collective is on sale on my site. It's a book of poems. Please go over there and check it out. Um, also, Second Power, the single to my upcoming studio album, um, it's also available for sale on my site. Again, www.peacefullyflawed.com. If you want to donate to the podcast, um, head over to Good Pods. Download the app. It's a tip jar over there if you want to donate to the podcast to further uh, the growth. Um, if you want to donate overall to the complex, you can head over to Twitter, to the complex um, Twitter page. There's a tip jar there. Again, I uh, appreciate and and I just I love the support that you guys give me thus far, whether it's a like, a share, or whether it's you telling somebody about the podcast, whether you making a comment or what have you, just know that you are greatly appreciated for the support that you give. I, I hope that um, the energy that I'm giving you guys and the words that I'm giving you guys and the encouragement that I'm giving you guys, I hope that it sticks to you. Um, and again, I appreciate I love you guys. Peace.